Hey, Chosen Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to season six of the Tell Me About It podcast. This season, we are so excited to bring you more chats about where real life meets the gospel of Jesus. And stay tuned as this season, we are bringing you even more special guests. Plus, a brand new mini-series on Jesus, what he means to us, and the specific words he spoke while here on earth. If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first five seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you rated us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A nuggets with us. And and let's let's get this party started. I just press record. That's our intro. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Y'all, what's up? Liz is like one of the best friends I've ever had, but she just told me that Shania Twain just dropped new music before we press record, therefore making her lose points. (laughs) True. No, girl, you could never. I looked, not me this morning, seeing it, and I was like, I should text Sarah, and I was like, she already knows. You're very nice. I'm honored <laughs> that you think that I knew. It was, you know, it, it's an album. It was like an EP that had like some of her big hits on it. And it was like nothing new, but yeah. just, it was so good. I'm, I'm in a like early 2000s country mute mood. And when I say like the amount of work that came out of me today while I was at work listening to 2000s early like country. Yes. Was the same as if I had been listening to like lo-fi hip hop beats or classical music. It's just something about those those genres. Yes. They they do it for me. They help me stay focused. I'm with you. Women's Country of the 90s. Immaculate. That's a really good productivity playlist for me. Also, like, golden oldies, like, 60s. Ooh, like, give yes. me, like, some Jersey Boys, Frankie mm-hmm. Valley, like, mm-hmm. um, Diana Ross. Yes. Like, uh, I mean, all of that. Take me back. Even going way back, like, Frank Sinatra. If that's pumped up in the store, I'm, yep. I'm doing stuff. It's good. So that was free. That's not about Jesus. <laughs> True. But welcome back, y'all. Yes, guys. I I don't know if y'all are thriving or surviving. Yep. But or if you're like me and you're just somewhere in between, striving. Yes, and you're striving. Mm-hmm. We're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that like. I don't know if anybody's ever been, this is not related to the podcast today, but if anybody's ever felt belittled or mm. anything of that nature with uh, someone saying to you, well, it could be worse. Well, you know, yeah, it always could, but this is not the hardship Olympics. True. We empathize with you. If you're doing great, we're here to cheer you on. If you're struggling, we're here to continue to cheer you on until That's you're right. not struggling anymore. So, um, don't ever feel like your pain is minimalized because of what's going on in the world or, um, you know, perspectives always, it, it's always important, but, uh, also your pain is valid too. So we're, we see you girl, mm-hmm. you're doing a great job. You're doing great. Sometimes, you know, I will be honest that there are some days where I'm just like, I just need somebody to tell me that what I'm giving, which is all that I can give right now is enough. Yes. You ever been like that? Absolutely. But I'm an Enneagram three girly. Do you not know that that's how I feel every day of my life? <laughs> all, all the threes in the house. Yes. Amen. We got we got to be achieving out here, y'all. But it's true. You know, we're all just doing the best that we can. That's all you. And can that's do. all that we can do. That's all you can do. I, I that 
that phrase makes me laugh a little bit. My oldest brother, um, Cleo, always had a phrase that he would he would say, "Well, I can't do it all," and he, and that's the truth. It was always when, when it came down to like us like doing family wide work, like everybody's doing everything, and we've asked him to do two things <laughs> at one time, and he's like, "Well, I can't do it all." But how many times do we try to do it all? And sometimes I just need to remind myself, I can't do it all. Yes. It's okay, but. Yes. Um, we hope that you have already listened to last week's episode. We talked about um, what he said, so the red letters in the Gospels. And we are back again, but this week we're in Mark. Yes. Um, I noticed last week that when I'm thinking, and I just said um just then, but when I'm thinking about actual contemplation on Scripture, mm-hmm. the amount of times your girl said um, <laughs> jail time, <laughs> jail time. <laughs> Take the mic away from me. Didn't even notice. We don't even edit this podcast, but I was listening. I was like, we should have, though, (laughs) y'all. No, no way. If you you all have been with us since the beginning, and it's like we don't even like to go back and listen to the very first episodes. Mm -mm. We've come so far. The ums are okay. I met a new friend this past week, and they were like, I start... I started listening to your and Liz's podcast. And I was like, oh, girl, what episode are you on? And she was like, four. And I was like, oh, no, girly. Mm-mm. You need to go backwards. The content is great. The delivery is questionable, but it's okay. And and we honestly wouldn't know how we feel about it because neither of us will go back and listen. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, listen to your own voice anyway. Goodness gracious. It is hard. Jeez. It's hard for me. Then I'm it telling is, you, yeah. you know, I, I educate people for a living. And so the number of people in my classes that have been like, your voice is just so soothing. It and I'm really like, is, please though. don't fall asleep in my class. <laughs> 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 but thank you. Yes. So we're really excited to continue talking about the words that Jesus literally spoke, mm-hmm. starting in Matthew, going to Mark, um, Guess what? Next week will be Luke. Yeah. The next week will be John. There we but go. It's amazing to see the parallels between the encounters that these men had mm-hmm. with being disciples of Jesus. Um, the different stories that were repeated that were mm-hmm. touched on again. It makes me think that those must have been really important moments. Mm-hmm. And, I had the same uh, thought. Yeah. I think that that's great. And it's just even more reinforcing those stories, getting different points of view. And it's stunning and appalling how similar the accounts are, especially we studied um, Mark mm-hmm. and Luke particularly today when we were getting ready for recording time. And Liz was studying in Mark. I was studying in Luke. And she was like, well, it talked about this. And I was like, it did in Luke as well. And mm-hmm. I thought, did I read the wrong thing? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but no, it's it's amazing to see these mm-hmm. many accounts. And, and y'all, a common thing that we're going to continue to talk about is how upside down Jesus thought yeah. about the world around us and how his way and the way of his kingdom totally contradicts mm-hmm. what is our human nature. So I guess, do you want to just dive right in? Mark chapter 1. Let's dive. Yeah, of course. Again, we're just we're just sprinkling the the surface, you guys, of our favorite moments. Yes, and I love how both of Sarah and I process these gospels even differently. We're reading mm-hmm. the same text and we still draw different things out of it. And um, so what you may glean from these verses may be different. And we welcome you to share that. Um, share with a friend, share it with us. Um, but I feel like you could read the gospels over and over and over again. 
and just it would come like there's something new every for single sure. time. I will never get tired of reading the Gospels. It is just it's food for my soul. But um, just to dive into Mark chapter one, one of the first things that um, I absolutely love comes from Mark forty, which read that's um, the story about the man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees, and he said, "If you are willing, you can make me clean." And Jesus um, was indignant or filled with compassion. Mm -hmm. And he reached out his hand and touched the man. And he said, I am willing. He said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And have I read this story a million times? We all know about the man with leprosy. We talk about it all the time. We reference it often. But for some reason, specifically today, it really touched me about Jesus saying, I am willing And it made me kind of take a moment and reflect how many times have I been burdened, am burdened, will be burdened. Right. Right. And still um, not feeling worthy enough to come to Jesus to lay that down as if he is not willing. Yeah. To pick up my burdens, to heal my pain, to grant me peace, to give me clarity, you know, to, um, to, to be all things. And to be anything and everything when I need him. Yes. It it blows my mind. You know, I'm I'm not a new Christian here. We've been doing this for a long time, y'all. 20 years. And we, yet I'm still here feeling like, oh, can I, can I bring this? Jesus is willing. Yes. And it just touched me so deeply. I, I really don't think we can comprehend the love of God. Mm-mm. And not only his love, but the fact that he is love. Yes. And so the amount of empathy and care that we just don't even consider that God has. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I know that brings up questions of, and we t- we talked about this today, like why is there suffering? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, with particular sufferings, we may never know the reason. Sometimes on earth, hindsight is twenty twenty, and yeah. we can see why certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Whether they were, you know caused by the enemy or caused by our own stupidity mm-hmm. or caused just by this imperfect world of sin that we live in. Like we live in a fallen world. Um, and, and sometimes, like I said, we do get the blessing of looking back and saying, Oh my goodness, I see why I went through that now. Um, whether we do or not get that blessing of seeing why things happen, because like scripture says here, we look through a glass that is dimly lit where, mm-hmm. you know, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Um, regardless, we forget how empathetic and how caring and how loving God is. Not only mm-hmm. how loving he is, but he is love. True. And Jesus was God in flesh. So. Amen. I was just that in action. Girl. That's the truth. Yes. That's the truth. And I, I'm telling you, like, y'all know that I, we already talked about Matthew last week and how much I love Matthew, but. I also love Mark because I feel like it's super approachable and my church is reading through Mark for Lent, which is so sweet. Um, it's pretty short. So even if you are behind during the season leading up until Easter, which is April 17th, we just invite you, you know, it, take take a chapter a day, take a couple of verses a day. It's a really great um, yes. book to walk through. But the next verse that I have is in um, Mark 2, verse 17. Um, not me saying, um. <laughs> now I'm being more <laughs> now conscious we're, Now we're it. like, mm. <laughs> Straight to jail. Uh, so just before, <clears throat> so I'll go ahead and read a little bit before, and I think we had mentioned this last week, and it still is just something that I, I really enjoy uh, hearing every time. While Jesus was having dinner at, at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, and there were many who followed him. 
When the teachers of the law, who were the Pharisees, saw him eating with the tax collectors and the sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Okay. There is a call for every single one of us. Not one person on the face of this earth, billions of people, have not been called. Yes. And when I when I mentally try and quantify that, um, you're, I feel like this is a, the most random way to imagine it. You know those like, hello, my name is stickers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just imagine if, what if for the rest of my life, until I got through every single person on this earth, I handed one to a single person, one second of my life. Okay. How long would it take for me to reach every single person? That's a long time. And I think of that's how many people have been said from Jesus, you are called. I'm calling you. Yes. It just I love your illustrations in your mind. Thank you. That is wonderful. I feel like they don't they don't ever make sense, but that's how they I'm do, seeing though. it. You know, just like just sitting there, hand, hi, introducing yourself. I'm calling you. You've I've been I'm calling you to me. Well, and again, it's that opposite way of thinking yes he says i came not to call the righteous Mm -hmm. but sinners yes but the thing is and this is why i love jesus so much one of the reasons obviously like there's Mm. a lot of reasons none of us are righteous not even one no not one also a scripture in the new testament Mm -hmm. so jesus is calling these people righteous it seems to me this is the context i'm taking it in um who really aren't like no one's righteous. So Mm -hmm. Jesus is saying, I came to not call the righteous, but sinners. We are all sinners, but can we shed that pride and admit that we need Jesus? You know, I've said it. If I've said it once, honey, I've said it a million times. Nothing will separate us from God more than pride and fear. Yes. And for the Pharisees in that time, they were so prideful. How dare this man come and, and do what is opposite of, of custom. Yes. What is opposite of what the law has said. And we have to understand, you know, I feel like we also give the Pharisees a super bad rep, like about, um, they're like how, you know, they're so crazy for believing what they were believing, but let's be real. There's a lot of us that would be Pharisees that would think like the Pharisees. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like, especially in modern day, 2022, evangelical South, even just evangelical America, like, what were you doing here with that person? Mm -hmm. And yeah, don't get it twisted. Like, you know, accountability is important, but really guys, Mm -hmm. when you see people calling each other on social media, is that healthy accountability? No, most of the time it's judgment. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Yeah. You have to be real, but I just, it was just such a reminder that, um, that the God that we serve is, is here. He's here for us. Well, and I, I love, we'll, we'll revert back to this as well when we talk about Jesus's um, warning to scribes who walk mm-hmm. around in their robes and they're all praying these eloquent prayers. And we'll see what Jesus really thinks about it. How many times have you heard someone say, and, and I've heard this in my life and it hurts my heart every time I hear it. I'm thankful that someone would think this of me, but at the same time, 
it hurts my heart that someone would think this of me being a preacher's kid, mm-hmm. doing chosen girl, mm-hmm. you know, just being being a public Christian, yeah. even like yeah. I I don't really like growing up. I never really had the opportunity to tell someone that I was Christian because they already knew. Yeah, because I mean, just because of context mm-hmm. of a small town, you're a preacher's kid, you mm-hmm. know, the all of the above. So. I would have people say like, oh man, I wish I was as good of a person as you or as good of a Christian as you or as close to God as you are. Assuming that just because I'm a preacher's kid or because I'm nice or kind or volunteer at Fellowship of Christian Athletes or whatever, Mm -hmm. that I'm just this uber spiritual person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always strive to be, but y'all know I mess up. Your girl has faults. Your girl is not perfect. And it would always hurt my heart to hear people say that because... I never did want to be looked at as religious, but I did want to be looked at as loving, as kind. So I could point people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I was going somewhere with that (laughs) as it pertains. (laughs) Oh, you know, going back to the Pharisees Mm -hmm. and people like Jesus, like we'll talk about in a minute, walking around, you know, getting the best seats in church, all that good stuff. Most of the time, it is that attitude right there that deters people from church or deters people from relationship with God. And But the reason that we do it is is not for God. It's for others. It's for other people. Yes. We're worried about what people think about us. And it it's so ironic, that cycle, that mm-hmm. we're, we're going through these motions that if we actually did the motions instead of going through the motions, like mm-hmm. if our heart was actually in it, which is another common theme with the teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. like what is in your heart? So like these people are praying these eloquent prayers and doing all the right things, but in the name of self and in the name of pride, in the name of haughtiness and looking good to people, mm-hmm. if they would actually just do them, people would be so much more attracted true. to Jesus. It's true. So you're right. Very ironic. You're right. Well, over here in, in Mark two seventeen, um, I love that you're that you're mentioning this because this is coming down to a, a little bit further down from the verse we just read, um, and essentially the Pharisees are asking, you know, they're like they're fasting. How is it that John's disciples um, and the disciple of the Pharisees are are fasting, but yours are not? They're mm-hmm. asking Jesus this, and so I'm skipping down just a little bit to Mark twenty two, where he talks about no one pours new wine into old wine skins; otherwise, the wine will burst the skins. Both the wine and the wine skins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wine skins. Mm-hmm. And the, and I took this as you don't put old habits into a new person and expect things to be different. Exactly. You can't keep doing the old things that you've been doing and expect a new result. I'm pretty sure it was Abraham Lincoln that said that that was the definition of insanity. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Was it Abraham? I don't know. It was somebody. One of them. But, but the thing <laughs> is, is that how many times, I mean, I will be honest in that. I know that I've fallen victim to that. I say victim, but I've fallen into that trap of I want new habits, but I don't want to really change anything. Exactly. You know, it's just like putting new furniture into a really old house or, yeah, like essentially that you haven't fixed up. What's going to happen if you're not taking care of your house? The roof falls in, all your possessions get ruined, and it doesn't take a lot to cave things in because life is hard. And so new wine is is a potential like it's there that yes. new life that you're stepping into you're taking yes. off you're taking it's like you're taking off those old clothes you're putting on new ones like yes. i think about a snail growing out of its shell or like a crab growing out of its shell 
I don't know why. For sure. I just no. had a, a terrible image of Mr. Krabs. You know what I'm oh, saying? I know that one exactly episode. That one episode. I was terrible. I'm if sorry, y'all. You know, y'all. you know, if you know, kids. you know. <laughs> but poor thing. But new. But I love that song. You know, I love the song New Wine. Oh, but absolutely. You cannot, and that's exactly why. I mean, just in the verse before, if just for another example, um, you don't sew a patch of unshrunk cloth to an old garment. Because that right. old garment has been washed and put through the test and everything else. But that new patch will pull right off and you'll, you're back at square one with your problem. Yes. Transformation. Are, like, we serve a God that can transform lives, that transforms hearts. Yes. That transforms situations. The number one thing that I think about with my personal story relating to this or with my thoughts, yeah. which is why the renewing of my mind mm. verse is such a staple in my daily walk with God. Um, because I think of thoughts of shame mm. and thoughts of condemnation, whether it be of things that I've done, things I wish I would have done. Mm-hmm. It's not always about what you you have done. It's about regrets you may have that you wish you would have done differently or anything like that. And I'm I'm so thankful for the way that my life has played out. But it's really easy to latch onto that shame. Maybe someone said something to you that was not true about your character, and it's really easy to latch onto that. And I start to have these spir- spiraling thoughts, even anxious thoughts. And I just have to change the channel in my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't go there anymore. This is a new person. And we're having to be that new person. Choose to be that person every single day. Like, we don't, we just don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I, I 100% get it. Like, new, new wine is for fresh wineskins. Yes. It's just like, if I think about, um, for those that may have struggled with, like, addiction or anything for like sure. that. Knowing, like, if you were delivered from that situation, you don't go back into your old, to the old locations, the old spaces, expecting new things to happen. Um, And we, and it's so important that we do that. I love that you just, that you talked about, you know, how we're, how we show ourselves grace, because it's that same situation. It's so easy to slip back. But, you know, we have to be intentional. And I'm even going to slip in an expectations expert here. Don't expect there to be new wine where there, where the, it's an old wine skin. Ooh. That can be with relationships, with people, with circumstances. Mm-hmm. If you're a hopeful, optimistic person, you love to think the best of people. You want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But the proof is in the fruit. And the same thing here. Like, if it's an old wine skin, it's probably going to have old wine in it. So, mm-hmm. that's all i got to say about that. Well, there are... So, this... This verse that I'm going to read also transfers um, to another verse. So Mark four twenty four, and this is under in my it's the lamp on the stand on the stand. So you know, do you bring a light and put it under a bowl? No, we all know the song from when we were a kid. For sure, I did not drop a shell. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna let it shine. Yes, exactly. So. Going a little bit further, he says, um, consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use it, it will be measured again, measured to you and even more. Whoever has um, will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. But if you skip on over to um, Mark chapter 12, you see the parable of the tenants. Mm-hmm. And I think when I first read this, when I was a child, I was like, the tenants? Like, what in the world? Um but essentially, if, you are, if you've been given something and if you're faithful over little, the Lord yes. will bless you to be faithful over much. 
And uh, I love this because it reminds us that what you do in private will be shown when when it becomes public. If you are if you are faithful, and you are and you are just and you're and you do what you need to do in private, it will come back to you. The Lord will reward you for that. Yes, and that's not the reason to do it. But there has never been a time when I've done something that I know I've been called to that I've that the Lord has told me to do in private. Yes, where it has not been returned back to me, even more so. Amen. Faithfulness is another common theme in the Gospels. Yeah, and. I love how Jesus uses what they know at that time to teach it to them. And it's fruit and Mm -hmm. it's gardening and it's farming. And he uses seeds and branches and fruits all the time, all, all throughout the new Testament, Mm -hmm. the gospels. And if you're faithful to sow bad seed, you will produce bad harvest. And if you're faithful to sow good seed, you will produce good harvest. And a lot of people want to call it karma. You can call it what you want, but, but I'm calling it, Reaping and sowing, it mm-hmm. is a direct principle spoken by Jesus himself. Yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all I got to say about that. Girl, that's it. That's it. Um, over, I, I feel I feel like I've skipped over a bunch of verses. To... There's so much meat <laughs> in this content. Like, you're like, y'all, we honestly could do a whole season on this. Yes. We're just picking out what has shown us the most impact right now. I mean, y'all, there's stuff about, if you're wondering about fasting, Mm -hmm. if you're wondering what Jesus wanted to say about heaven, Mm -hmm. if you're wanting to know what he says about like he, he, of course I'm using the word prediction, but he foretold his own death, burial and resurrection. He talks about his return. Like there are so many huge things Mm -hmm. spoken by the words of Jesus. This is just a sampling. This is your sample platter. Yes. You know, I'm going to, I don't think that we've ever talked about this, but back in the fall, um, a dear friend of mine, uh, we went to hear Nancy Guthrie, who is a wonderful author. Yes. And what did she write? I'm trying to I know her. I can see the book clear as day. Yes. But I can't think of the title of the book. I know that's awful. I'm looking at it. Do you ever categorize your books in your mind by what color the cover is? Oh, absolutely. It's a white cover with a green tree that has little red berries on it. But Okay. Um I'm looking it up right now, girl. It's going slow. It's all it's all good. But um and we went to a theology workshop of hers, and the way that she tackled the Bible was to identify the common themes. And I think it would be so fun to go back through the gospel to identify those themes and connect those verses all together. Yes. You know, because it's, it's one continuous story. Even better than Eden. Even That's it. Even better than mm-hmm. Eden. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Was I right on the description of the book? Um, it, it's not loading a picture yet, oh, but just I'll kidding. let you know, girl. That's okay. But um, she she was wonderful. And so I say that. It's, it will never stop blowing my mind how everything is connected, not just between the New Testament and the Old Testament, but across the entire Bible. Absolutely. If, you, if we will take a moment to look, yes. if we'll take a moment to study, and when you, when you begin getting into it, it will never, you'll never return void on that investment. Yes. It'll continue to, the, the Lord and the Holy Spirit will reveal new things to you. Every single time. Yes. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know, I should probably just get in the habit of reading the Gospels through every year. Yes. Well, and, and Annie F. Downs has a great method that I think we've mm-hmm. talked about before. Yeah. With her reading the Gospels every month, she reads it in a new version every month. So that. she has all of these, uh, like, lists of, like, read mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 1 and 2 today. If y'all want us to repost that, let us know or yes. follow her, Annie F. Downs. I mean, she is. She's great. One of our favorite friends that has no idea who we are. So 
We love to see it. <laughs> yes, we do. We love you, AFD. No, it, she has a great podcast. I love her podcast. It. We do recommend it. A it's blessing. Great. It really is. Um, but back to Mark. Yeah, Merck. <laughs> um, I'm skipping over from four from chapter four over to chapter eight, verses thirty four, thirty five. The way of the cross is what it's titled in my in my yes. book. Then he called uh, he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, "Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me." Yes. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. This is also in Luke. Yes. Fun fact. It's I did, of course we all think of the Toby Mac song anytime we read this verse. Yes. Um, but I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. Exactly. Exactly. It's so if you, early two thousand Christian y'all yes um, but I think this what people see I, I I become concerned with what people see from the outside who are not believers yes is this the image that they see from God's people people who take up their cross people who deny themselves um, people who will give up lose their life you know that's how they lose their life for, for the Lord. Yeah. Be a, true slaves of Jesus. That's what we learned about in church on Sunday, girl. It is. I remember I was Liz listening. I went to church together on Sunday. It was, it was fun. It was so Sitting much fun. Sitting by my bestie. Yes. In church. But in other words, being sold out. Exactly. Jesus mm. is constantly concerned about the heart. Always. He's constantly concerned about the heart. So he's, you know, one common theme in the Gospels, you know, you see him say like, uh, whoever, you know, values their mother or their brother over me, you know, mm-hmm. is not really following me. That was the Sarah version. You know, denying yourself, taking up your cross, following me. Whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. So he is trying to get mm-hmm. us to find true life in him. Yeah. Where does your loyalty lie? Is it with yourself? Is it with these earthly people? I don't think that God's saying you need to hate yourself and you no. need to betray yourself. I don't think he's saying you need to hate your your birth family and your mother and your brother. No. I think that he's saying, what's an idol? Yeah. When Are you doing this thing, quote mm-hmm. unquote, to be like a Pharisee and to be a religious person mm-hmm. or are you sold out? Are you following me? Which is really why we made chosen girl. Exactly. Like, is God just a part of your life or is he your life and everything else That's falls under mm-hmm. that? Exactly. That's a huge question to ask ourselves. And I don't know if we can, any of us can ever fully answer yes mm-hmm. because we're broken people. Yeah. But are we trying? Mm-hmm. What's our focus? What's our gaze set upon? Because mm-hmm. it's it's just not it's not worth it. Like the world is not the world without God isn't worth it. No, and and, he, and that's why he's trying. To, like either like <laughs> you think that you're gaining all these things, but you're really losing everything that really matters. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I I can't help but but just think about. The, you know, the grass is greener on the other side and like all mm-hmm. these phrases that we've always heard. We're always afraid about what we're losing or like the 80-20 rule and all of these things. But here the Lord is saying, you know, what what's it going to cost? What is the cost? The cost is worth it. Yeah. You know, to, to follow Christ is to put to death your flesh. Yes. And you will always know because 
when you do something that is for God, you always think like I personally, at least always think about this is, well, this is for God, but this is how it feels to my flesh. Like I would never choose this. I would never choose. You you would never. It's that opposite. Exactly. You would never choose to do, to go against like what's going to, what's going to hurt or what's going to make you uncomfortable. Loving your enemy. Excuse me. Right. What makes you feel unsafe. Yeah. What puts you in hard situations. Why would you choose that? No one would choose that, Mm -mm. but we've been called to that. Again, whoever, whoever will lose their life, they're the ones that will save it. Amen, girl. Um, Let's keep going. Girl. Mark is so, it's just so good, y'all. Again, I'm skipping over uh, just a few here. Y'all, we have, we have, we have passed over a lot of things. Y'all need to go back and read it. There's, you know, casting out demons, unclean spirits. There's, Mm -hmm. um, him feeding the 5,000. There's so many other different healings. Even like the intro, it starts out like the story of Jesus, how he came about, John the Baptist, all the things. So, again, go back and read, y'all. It's some it's some good content. Oh, for sure. It really is. Now, you know, you just mentioned, I didn't write this down, but the one of him casting out the demons. I always think of the story of the, the like, there were like the seven demons and the man and his, mm, the demons were named Legion. Legion. Yeah. And that story, it just, it always stuck with me for some reason. Yes. I mean, the way that he's like, cast him out. And they're like, yo, can we go into these pigs? And he's like, yeah. And the pigs go jump into the ocean. Yes. That, that is exactly, I mean, they, they were pigs. But if you don't realize that there is a spiritual war happening. I was literally Every just single day. That. that its goal is to destroy you. Yes. I have, this is a side note, and y'all, we have a episode on spiritual warfare where we touched on this. Again, we are not experts, but please, like if, if us saying the word demon or unclean spirit or anything like this is freaking you out, go back. I guess you would call that spiritual warfare kind of like 101 mm-hmm. because we're, we're learning as well, but I have really good um, friends, and they're actually Hunter's cousins who are full-time residents in Uganda as yeah. missionaries. They don't even have a U.S. citizenship anymore. And they talk about how spiritual warfare is so much more rampant there because, or well, it's evidently, yeah. excuse me, let me backtrack. It's evidently rampant because voodoo and witchcraft are so prevalent. And that's yeah. something like people there don't think that demons are like weird or like, don't say that word or that's creepy or you're yeah. freaking me out. It's very prevalent there. Mm-hmm. So they talk about how it is not an uncommon occurrence to cast a demon out of someone yeah i'm sorry we probably should i'll put a child like warning at the beginning (laughs) of this episode uh but you know these things are in the bible yeah these things are real life and i really do feel like the enemy has really tricked us in our very safe bubble Mm -hmm. of the united states into thinking oh we don't deal with spiritual warfare look at addiction yeah. Look at, I mean, goodness it, it's there. gracious. Look at even just the pride and the self-centeredness greed. of our nation. Yes. The greed, the corruption, the idolatry, the adultery. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness. Man, if you don't think that spiritual warfare isn't real, like think again, take yeah. a second look. Because mm-hmm. there's a constant fight going on for our souls um, against good and evil. Exactly. Okay. Creepy rabbit trail over. <laughs> That's okay. It's Back all on the Lord. It's all real. Yes. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, I skipped over one. 
Let me go back to, actually, no, I didn't. I just wrote it out of place by mistake. Um, Mark chapter 13, verses 36 and 37. Um, and essentially, you know, it's the, the day and the hour are, are unknown. And right there at the end of the chapter, uh, it says, <clears throat> excuse me, 35 and 30, no, 36 and 37 was correct. Um, if he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Mm. If I think we did this back maybe last August, maybe at the time, the last years all run together. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That's right. Don't waste and wait one moment to give your life to the Lord, to make that investment saying, I'm not going to read. I'm, I don't want to join this this Bible study because the timing just doesn't seem right. Or I don't know if I, if I want to give up this time. Or what if I don't want to challenge myself to read the Bible in a year because what if I skip too many days? Right. What if I get too far behind? What if, what if, what if? Don't wait. Even the Lord would much rather you, even if it was you delighting simply five minutes to him, it's better than nothing. Yes. And I'm, I'm reminded of when I was in college, I was driving back and forth to my, um, my job slash internship that was like 45 minutes away. And I heard K-Love have their challenge to like listen to, to only K-Love. And I was like, I, I will tell you all, I love music, love music. For sure. Listen to all different types. And I thought, I don't know if I can really just listen to K-Love yeah. only for 31 days. But I can listen to Caleb while I'm in the car for the next month on my drives. Yes. I, I don't know why I doubted that it would even be transformative, but it did. It changed my outlook. It changed my mood. It changed what I thought about. And it was such a tiny investment. What would happen? That was like, that was, I was being very faith air quote faithful over very, very, very little. Yes. What happens if I had that? I'm going to give God everything. Wow. My time. My heart, my thoughts, my dreams, my hopes, my fears, not just 45 minutes, three times a week in the car. Right. Mm. Think of how transformative. Give him, give him what you have. It's worth it. Well, he's a multiplying God as well. Yes, he is. Amen. Amen, he is. And he's, tr- he's trustworthy. Not once has he I let think me that down. that's what, that, we, we like the control. Mm-hmm. We like that. And, you know, we haven't talked a lot about heaven or even hell on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We have talked about salvation, and we have talked about staying ready. And, you know, a lot of denominations have a lot of different thoughts and a lot of really, like, powerful and passionate thoughts. But heaven is real, guys. Yes, it is. Eternity is real. And mm-hmm. I think that in our finite minds, like, we cannot imagine eternity mm-hmm. and how what we live here is just a blip. But the investment that we can make in our soul, in our eternity, mm. by prioritizing God, by making him our everything, it is the only thing that will last. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's, that is literally the gospel truth. Yes. And if discussing that in depth would be beneficial to you guys, let us know. Please. Again, we're not theologians, but we can tell you what we think and what we can gather from Scripture. Absolutely. Well, I've got one one last one for us. Let's do it, girl. It is Mark 15, um, verse 34. And that's where he says, uh, he says it in, in Hebrew, but he, he says, My God, my God, 
why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know that these are the words that, um, that he cried out. You know, he said, like, listen, he's calling, he's calling Elijah is what they thought. And this was um, just before he breathed his last breath. That's right. And Jesus was literally taking on the, the most burdensome thing in this world. Yes. No one else has experienced anything worse than what he just did. Right. And even in those moments, for him, for Jesus, fully God, fully man, saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I thought about how many times have I essentially said, oh, God, why me? Why? You know, and it's it seems we're not we're not here to compare. But like right. Jesus did the ultimate and even him being perfect still had a moment where he was like, oh, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. And God was still he's he's there. Yes. And it was a reminder that. Even in those moments, whenever, if you were going through something, if you've been through something, and if you haven't, honey, just keep living because you will go through something where you will say, God, where are you? I need you so badly. This is my take on this. Mm-hmm. First of all, the fact that even Jesus said mm-hmm. those words and we can relate with him. Thank you, God, yeah. like that we can relate with Jesus. Two, at that point, he was taking on the sin of the world. He was being punished. Yes, on our behalf, mm-hmm. which honestly makes me sick to my stomach. I cannot imagine. It makes me sick to my stomach. And sin separates us from God. Yeah. And Jesus, though he was fully God, he was also man mm-hmm. as well. So theologically, I'm not sure what this means, but if sin separates us from God and he was taking on that burden, mm-hmm. he did feel forsaken by God. Yeah. Because sin separates us from God. For the first time ever. For the first time. And he was a perfect man. Yes. And that just makes me all the more grateful. Mm -hmm. Again, theologically, I hope that I did that justice. Yeah. I was right there with you. uh, I I cannot imagine. No. I mean, this is, again, y'all know me and my um, illustrations. Y'all know that I raised sheep and goats my whole life. And they are very different animals. If you read the Bible, you know that we talk a lot about sheep. We talk a lot about goats. Yes. And we call, you know, Jesus is the lamb of God. Because for a sheep, if you were, like, if I was shearing it um, or getting rid of its wool and I nicked it with my clippers, it wouldn't say a thing. Uh I would just notice a few minutes later because there's blood running down its leg. And I'd be like, oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wouldn't a goat? Oh, my gosh. A baby. A baby goat. Taking it away from its mother. You pick that thing up, I mean, it is screaming like it is bloody murder. You did nothing. Yes. You did nothing to it. You do one thing that might even make it slightly uncomfortable. It is screaming for its life. Like you are, like you're harming it in some way. <laughs> and I'm like, all I did was touch you. Yes. That is the difference. The, the lamb, it is a lamb because they're so quiet. You literally cut them and they say nothing. They could be in true danger and not hardly say a single word. Yes. They just take it. <laughs> they just take it. And so when I when I <laughs> when I think about just the being separated from from God and the fact that Jesus, the Lamb of God, that's that's all he had to say. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. That's How it. Moving. I would have I'm been done. Ain't no way going kicking this. Um, count me with the goats. Well, honey, I am a goat. I, I'm like, 
Lord. And again, this is not hardship Olympics or anything. No, no, but no. man. Yeah. But it's long story short is that I'm forever grateful and inspired and moved by our Savior. Yes. Who who came to earth and who lived who as a perfect man fought the same challenges and hardships, temptations and everything else that we all face and probably even then some. Yes. And still um and still cared to give his life for us. Yes. I cannot promise that I I, I know for sure I wouldn't have done it. I, I would have done that, it. I think of that quote by C.S. Lewis and he's talking about reading the story of Jesus, which we're which we're studying now. Mm-hmm. You find it in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And he I'm I'm butchering this quote, but he says, if you've read it, you can either deem Jesus as Lord or as a lunatic. Yeah. And really, if you think about that, there That's is true. no in between. Like, you may could take some of his parables and be like, oh, yeah, reaping and sowing, like, kind of mm-hmm. like karma. Yeah, you could take the principles that he taught on and apply it to your life, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to sin and when it comes down to being made right with God, he's either Lord or lunatic. Yeah. So which one will it be? No in between. Yeah. No, that's all I had. That's Mark, y'all. Next week is Luke. Next week is Luke. We're so excited. We hope that you've really enjoyed going back and and uh, recapping the red letters. And we hope that this has inspired you to dive back into the Gospels. Yes. It's a great place to get started. It's a great place. I mean, what better example do we have than Jesus himself? And I, will, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. If There's no way that you can read the Gospels and not feel violated or get your toes stepped on. Yes. And that's okay. God meant every, he meant every word. He meant <laughs> he every word. He said what he said. He said what he said. Exactly. <laughs> but it's all to make us better. It's all, again, it's that opposite it. way of living. It's the kingdom way. So. What a small sacrifice. Yes. Do you remember that song? It's like a very, like, early 2000s Christian contemporary song. But I will never forget the bridge. It says, such a tiny offering compared to Calvary, but nevertheless, I lay it at your feet. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's all he's asking. Like, Mm -hmm. all he wants is our heart. All he wants is our life. And and I'll tell y'all, every time, and and y'all know I'm open about this, like, I have been so up and down with my relationship with God. I have deconstructed and and attempted to reconstruct and, and have done some successful reconstructing and and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back a couple of episodes. You'll know what we're talking about. But when I look back, I genuinely think of that song, Goodness of God, Ooh. by Jen Johnson, mm. and how faithful God has been. Yes. I'm so incredibly thankful. And I hope that you will be able to say the same. Like, when I've been sold out for the Lord, I have never regretted it. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. Not one. And I've been through some pain. We've all been through mm-hmm. some pain. But I've never regretted being sold out for the Lord. Never. At the end of the day, he's all you got. Yes. And all we need and more than enough. Exactly. So, guys, um, that's what he said Mm -hmm. in Mark. We will cover what he said in Luke next week. And we hope you all have a great week. Check out our new merch. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, this is one of our favorite collections. If it's joggers. If you haven't seen it, you're going to love it. Let yes. us know what you think. But we can't wait to see you right back here next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye. 
that's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.